Well, good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll be having a look at a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips that might help our business grow a little bit. We're also going to have a chat with uh, Christina Sikiatis with our Minute on Innovation. We're going to be looking at uh, those espresso coffee pods. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Craig McGregor from Hunter Recruitment Group. Good afternoon, Craig. G'day, Julian. How are you going today? I'm very well. Thank you once again for uh, standing in for us. Yeah, no problem, mate. Happy to help. So, so we're going to talk today about maximising your recruitment net. It's not all about seek, is it? Yeah, I thought it was a bit of a catchy line, seek, but don't rely on seek. So I think a lot of people get stuck in that small business mode of thinking that um, you know, online job boards like seek are the, the biggest and the best and it's the only way to go. But um, yeah, by casting your net wide and by doing it strategically, uh, you can really um, find the right people more effectively. So um, what other avenues, let's talk about the other avenues that are open to us to uh, to seek an employee? Yeah, look, there's some really cost-effective avenues as well. Like if you think about your own business and um, and general referrals, so people that you know within business, um, but not only just know within business, but employee referrals. So there's a lot of organisations that get really good success from uh, talking to their employees about an employee referral scheme in terms of finding that next person. And if you think about the, I suppose the positive from that is, um, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about an individual that's being referred by a friend or a colleague, um, sometimes a component of that may be that they have, because they're friends, they've got similar personalities or personal values, and those values you already know that that individual that's in your business fits your values. So there could be that um, side to the equation that is, is a positive. I suppose when you're thinking about anything in life, there's, there's, there could be some negatives, and some of the things we've worked with clients in the past around those sorts of things is sometimes when you have a employee referral, when the employee referral leaves, you may be looking for two new staff members <laughs> as the employee leaves as well. So and there are pluses and minuses. Is there a danger there of people pushing their friends too that they might not be suitable, but you know, my mate needs a job? Yeah, 100%. So you've got to make sure that you've got um, transparent um, mechanisms to ensure that if the person that they've referred doesn't get the job, then the employee's not, you know, disheartened or negative towards the organisation because of the manner in which you did the recruitment. So I think most people are reasonable if you go through the process and say, yeah, look, thanks for that referral. We'll go through and, and we'll look at Fred in a, in a positive light or in a way that we'll go through the process. And Fred's not successful, then at least you can showcase the employee that, hey, we went through the process and there was a better candidate out there, um, but we really value that referral that you gave us. And, of course, uh, you know, referrals are, is, and testimonials are the way to get business anyway. Uh, yeah, it, it's a lot taking that to a level of getting yeah. employee. And a, and a lot more cost-effective, really, because if so, you don't have to necessarily go through the whole process. Yeah, that's right. And, look, the, you know, the big cost that people don't factor in is it's not, not just a cost in terms of putting the ad onto a Seek or onto LinkedIn or using a recruitment agency or whatever it is. The biggest cost is time. So, yeah. you know, in, in, in particular with Seek this day and in the environment that we're at, um, you know, you're going to go through a lot of resumes and a lot of applicants to find that right one, and there's a lot of time and resources that need to be thrown into that. Now, now you just mentioned LinkedIn. Is social media being used very effectively for uh, recruiting? Uh, good question. It's being used, but probably not effectively. Um, I think that the, the social media is a great place for um, businesses to enhance their employment brand, which is a great way of bringing people into your organisation or them becoming either referred to you or seeking your, your to work for your business because of the brand that you've built up in normal markets, but also social media in today's marketplace. But 
I think that's where you've got to come up with a uniform or smart strategy that is across all modes. So if you look at you know the traditional Facebook, Twitter, and, and LinkedIn, if you kind of have a uniform branding and a uniform approach to those three places, you might get a more effective result from your branding opportunities, but also from job search. Is, uh, is LinkedIn still the predominant one for recruiting? Yeah, it's, it's like your professional Facebook almost. You know, it's, yeah. You're not going to go onto LinkedIn and see crazy photos of people on their weekend parties you're going to go on there and you'll get a good snapshot of an individual's professional background and you might get articles or they might be in groups of um, industry-based groups where they're contributing to the information to those groups where you can, A, you can get a really good feel about an individual and their skill set, but also the individual can get a good feel for what are the skills and what are the things that this business is really uh, trying to portray in the marketplace. And, and it's interesting looking at some statistics online that LinkedIn in Australia is used a lot more effectively than things like Google Plus, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, obviously, Australia is embracing LinkedIn more. Um, yeah, and, and big companies, big companies are jumping into it in a, in a big way. They're using LinkedIn uh, for not only just advertising their roles, but you'll see them doing really smart strategies. Like I said, around okay, we're looking for a particular engineer, for example. We'll go onto some forums and we'll start throwing in information around projects or contributing to some of those forums which then gets traction in terms of employees going, well, that's the kind of company that I want to work for. Well, what about headhunting? Is that still common to do headhunting? Yeah, I think it is, absolutely. And it's a, it's a, it's a skill and it's an art form in itself. Um, sometimes I, I always say it's, it's a little bit dangerous, a town like Newcastle because it's so small. Um, but it's, it's definitely a place where if you see talent or if you see someone in a space that you want to approach, there's a way to do that effectively. And it's a good way of getting... Um, skills that you may not be able to achieve in the general marketplace. And if you think about, you know, that uh, when you go onto a place like Seek, you're essentially gaining um, traction into the, the job seeker market, whereas if you headhunt, you're actually approaching people who aren't even thinking about job seeking. So you're actually expanding that market that you're looking at, mm. but you're also targeting very much the skills and personality style that you're looking for. A little bit off the subject, but I'm finding more and more people are talking about uh, culture these days, the employment co- or the the company culture. Is that becoming? Is that something that I'm hearing a lot, or is it happening? Yeah, look, I think I think you're right. Um, it's 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 been a buzzword for for decades, yeah. but it's something that um, individuals will definitely, like I said before, if you've got a a culture that's positive or a brand that's positive in the in the general marketplace. Um, and you can you can move that into the employment space. It will attract employees as opposed to people not knowing about your good culture. So it's, if you do have a good culture, um, it's a great thing to to achieve, and you'll retain employees from that. But you need to then think about well, how can I leverage off that culture to then bring people towards me? Because remember, when we're doing when we're looking at filling a role or, or filling a job, it's a two way street. You're interviewing yeah. the, the candidates for their skill sets and their fit. But they're also interviewing you to see if they fit what your organisation is. So yes. if, they, if that culture is well-known or well-established or well-marketed, then they'll make a, a more informed decision and, and hopefully a better decision for your business. Great. Well, thanks very much for your time again, Craig, and we'll have a chat with you another time. Excellent. No worries, Julian. Talk Thank to you, you soon. Bye-bye. Craig McGregor there from Hunter Recruitment Group. Just don't think uh, Seek is the only solution for finding me people. That referral idea is a good one, isn't it? Maybe your employees already know somebody else who would be good fit for your business. You're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. It's 24 minutes past one. 
Time to pop over to Christina Sikiotis for our discussion on innovation. Good afternoon, Christina. Hi, Julian. How are you today? I'm very well. Yourself? I'm pretty good. Okay, so we're going to talk about espresso coffee pods today. We are, but in the true spirit of innovation and in the, um, in the sense of adopting and adapting, we're going to talk about how Nespresso um, have transferred the techniques from their coffee pod machine into baby formula. Oh. Um, I'm not sure if, if you're aware, but a couple of years ago, the patent on the Nespresso machine actually ran out and the, and the whole idea about the coffee pods. And as you're probably aware, supermarket chains have now got them. Other distributors are making them, so the yeah. you know the coffee machines that are coffee pods. What Nespresso did was go. They looked at the product and went, "Where can we go with it now?" So it's it's um, it's fundamental use by date is up. We've still got people buying the pods, and you know there's still people with Nespresso machines out there, and they're still they're still selling machines. But where else can we go with the whole concept? Someone came up with. Nespresso Bay Bines. I'm not quite sure how they pronounce it, um, but it, it looks very familiar to the to the coffee pod because it's based on the coffee pod machine. What happens is you pop in a, a capsule, and 30, 30 seconds later, um, you've got the the breastfeeding um, formula that comes through the pods, and it's ready um, for baby. So mm. it's a very quick way of doing it. But the the beauty in the in the whole thing for me, and whether you're a breastfeeding fan or whatever for me is, is not what we're arguing here because they have had some backlash okay. um, from, from breastfeeding groups, etc. Mm. Uh, and But the whole beauty there for me is when you look at a, a product that your organisation has and you're looking um, to, to um, diversify with that product, then how do you go about that? And this for me is a, is a really good example um, of one way of doing that. So I think to, to take a product, to redefine it, to go, okay, it's had its use by date. Um, and we could look at, look at whole industries um, that could do with this kind of thinking at the moment, um, particularly maybe the manufacturing industry. And we've heard about in the Joint Up Innovation uh, reports how they should be combining more with tech um, organisations and coming up with um, new product to, to streamline events and things like that in that area, how do you look at something and go, we really need to move on this now? Before it's too late, we need to move on it now. Mm. Well, let's have a couple more uh, clans from last week or different ones. Uh, okay, so I've got one of the, one of the beauty um, clutch innovations from last week is they've, they've titled the, the, the product Kick 'em and Stick 'em. And they're wall walkers. So what they are is you can you can put these suction caps on the front of your your Converse's or your Nikes or whatever whatever shoe wear that you that you um that you've got, and you can actually walk up walls. So you use <laughs> the suction pads on the end of these shoes to walk up walls, which I thought was uh, was was quite innovative and quite novel for those of us who who feel like walking up walls um, as in the Batman movies. <laughs> Do uh, they work? And there's a there's another one that's, that's oh, it's a bit sad, really. It's called the Very Lonely Person's Pillow. And what it is is a pillow, and they've, they've sewn in two arms um, oh. on either side of the pillow. So you can actually put yourself to sleep in the pillow and embrace Something. yourself with the arms that are happening around, uh, that, are, that are coming out of the... Um, <laughs> coming around out of, the, out of the pillow itself. And for salt lovers out there, and I guess we really shouldn't be advocating this because it's not real good for blood pressure or anything else, but there's a shaker ring. So you, you've got a, a little ring with some holes in it uh, and you can keep salt or whatever your favourite spice is. So maybe you'll prefer cayenne pepper, I'm not sure. 
Um, but you can you can put your spice in it and you shake your hand upside down and out comes all the um, all the seasoning that you want to put on your popcorn or your chips or whatever it is that you're seasoning. Uh, I'm not sure where else it would end up if it's on your hand all day like that. But you know, there's a there's another klutz innovation. Well, thanks for your time again, uh, Christina. We'll have a chat with Please you again not. next week. Okay, look forward to it. Thank have you. a great afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Christina Sikiat is there with a couple of those interesting ones, aren't they? Yeah, we've certainly got some people talking about those, uh, which is good. We've got time for a couple of our uh, business tips from the Harvard Business Review. So the, the first one is push your team out of a rut. Every team falls into a rut once in a while. Instead of scheduling another tired brainstorming session, take a step back and diagnose the problem. Think about when and where and how your team has been most creative in the past. Can you recreate that group dynamic? Focus your team's attention towards solving a narrow problem. Sometimes constraints enable fresh thinking. Get different points of view by inviting employees from other parts of your business to present ideas to your team. Make sure people uh, aren't stuck because they fear their ideas aren't any good. You need to create a safe environment when people are comfortable voicing their opinions. And once you have ideas, commit to moving forward by setting aside a small budget to create enough prototypes or relieving workers of some duties to free up their time for the new projects. So there's a couple of ideas there. And this other one, tell a good story when presenting a business case. Even with a thoroughly prepared business case, you can only earn support for your project with a memorable winning delivery. Don't be tempted to let facts and figures do the persuading for you. Craft an emotional story. It can be as simple as outlining the need, impact and solution. You just need to present what's at stake through a clear arc. Grab your audience's attention by immediately identifying the business need you are trying to address. Next, weave an emotional appeal to human uh, or human connection into your narrative, maybe by showing the effects of a proposed customer management system with testimonials from real customers, or describing how the data sharing project you want to expand helped employees stay, con- stay connected during a major outrage. Avoid relying on slides too much, and always have an elevator speech ready. That's a couple of interesting tips there. And thank you very much for listening for the last half hour. Hope you've enjoyed the program. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll have our Minute on Innovation with Christina. We'll also be talking with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre and some other business and legal news and views that may affect your business. I'd love your company again at the same time for business, the law and you. This has... Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and as Winston Churchill once said, there is nothing wrong with change if it's in the right direction.